With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, so Lombardi line presented by BetMGM here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hope you all had a nice holiday. Christmas, we continue with the holidays, don't we? When is New Year's? Uh, New Year's will be coming up on Friday into set. Oh, my gosh. That's Friday dangerous. night. That is. That's yeah. a dangerous recipe here in town. I, I wanted to ask you, Michael, about, um, you know, you see scuffles on the sideline. You don't often see punches thrown unless it's. Kevin Gilbride back in the day. Uh, but how about Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen with the punches thrown? I mean, is it nothing? I think it's frustration more than anything. I think both of them are frustrated. I mean, they're both, you know, this is a team that had high aspirations, and you're getting pummeled 51 to you give up 42 points in the first half. I mean, I think a lot of it's frustration. Yeah. You know, I mean, we don't talk about – I've said this all year. Like, how well coached are the Washington football team? Like, I never get the sense they really have nailed down the details and everything's pristine. You know, I, I just never do. And, I, I mean, I recommended them yesterday stupidly because I thought they would bounce back. That was really disappointing. It was disappointing. You know, they had an opportunity in the Philadelphia game. I thought they played as good as they could in Philly. They gave up 500. The last two weeks, they have given up, I mean, chunks of yards, Patrick. I mean, chunks of yards. And, you know, and I know that 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 uh, we they're out with COVID and – but the last two weeks, 519 and 497 is what they've given up. Hmm. You know, and before that, they were playing good on defense. I mean, the week before when they played Dallas the last time, they gave up 27. But it was a 27-20 game. It was a closer game. And I kind of thought, well, the second time it may be, you know, back and forth. Washington had four turnovers in that game, and it was still a seven-point game. But nonetheless, I mean, look, the defense is 31st in, in, in third-down conversions. That's the, over the reflection of the whole year, not the last two weeks. You know, they can't play well in the red zone. Their red zone, I mean, I just, their red zone offense is 26th. How good are they? Yeah. How well coached are they? I know they're not talented, but how, I, I know we, you know, Ron Rivera has been a good coach in the league. But if you look at Rivera's success, one good year, one really bad year. One good year, yep. bad year. Yep. If you really look at it, you know. And so, you know, he ha he has that untouchable status. But he's lucky that Dan Snyder isn't the Dan Snyder from old. 
because this <laughs> this would be really bad. Dan, Dan's got other things on his plate right now that he's trying to right exactly subterfuge and navigate. But I think your your point is well taken. I know in the DMV they're frustrated about Rivera. This is year two for him. Next year is is make it or break it. They're, you know Fitzpatrick didn't work out. Um, Heineke's a backup. I think Washington might be in the market for, if you want to say Russell Wilson, I think they're going to be in a market for a vet, you know, in this offseason to, to kind of try to tie that position up. Yeah, I mean, look, everybody's in a market for a vet. That, I mean, get in line. I mean, yeah. I mean, to get quarterbacks, it's a longer line than at Ward Bakery to get a fried bun in the morning. I mean, it's like there's going to be a long line. And there's a huge, huge amount of, you know, teams that are, I mean, Carolina needs a quarterback. You know, Seattle might tra- if they trade. How are they getting a quarterback? You know, all these teams are are desperate to find a solution, and even Cleveland, who drafted the first pick overall, is desperate to find a solution. All right, I gotta ask: Is fried bun is that a donut, or is this something in Jersey that's even better? It's like a donut. Yeah, it's a donut here. It's kind of like a donut. It's like it's a bakery down the street. It's Sounds just good. it's unbelievable. And there's always a line to yeah, it's always a line to get them in the morning. So you got you got to get in line. There's like a line to get quarterbacks. <laughs> You're uh, you only make a certain amount of them. <laughs> there's only so many. I always say this to friends that are just getting into sport. You know, one thing: the quarterback position. There's how many billions of people on the planet? There's ten to twelve that are exceptional at playing that position 10 to 12 people right and then there's you know 17 that are really good at it and then you know once you get down to 31 32 like that's just it's a scarcity that's it's a premium that position you know parcel said this a long time ago we were talking about it when i was first went to the when i was at the browns the second time he, he said look there's really at the end of the day forget the media forget their evaluations of the quarterback at the end of the day there's probably only two or three quarterbacks in the league that you don't have to manage hmm. that we use this term game manager like it's you know like he's a game manager they all are game managers i mean mahomes isn't you know obviously uh aaron Rodgers certainly isn't a game manager you know josh allen for his great talents is a little you got to manage the game mm-hmm. the right way with josh allen you know what i mean you got to kyler murray we talk about him being the mvps lamar jackson got to manage him Lamar Jackson, you better. Ma- I think they've done a bad job of managing Lamar. And the essence of the position is who manages the quarterback correctly and puts him in the right spot. This is why Reich has done a good job with Wentz. I mean, he went into the season thinking Wentz was the guy that he could do all the things. No, no, wait a minute. He can't. Let, let me manage him correctly. Same thing with Mac Jones. You know, is Mac Jones an elite player? and gonna? No, but if you manage Mac Jones well, he can look elite. And I think that's the key. That's the key. And unless you have a, and because you're not going to find the perfect player, you're just not. You're not going to have the first pick in the draft. I mean, it, that's just the way it is. If you get Deshaun Watson, right, you're going to have to manage Deshaun Watson. He won four games last year. This year they've won four games without him. The Aaron Rodgers has very much entered that Gladwellian aspect of his life and his career where it's easy for him and it's fun for him. And he's throwing these touch passes off the, off his back foot that you shouldn't show kids like don't don't emulate this. But what he's doing, I was watching with a friend on Saturday. I was like, that's the dumbest throw I've seen in a long time. Rodgers is on a level right now that just is ridiculous, Michael. It's insane. It's unbelievable. I mean, and you know, he takes the blackboard to the field. You know, let's throw this ball in here. And, you know, and if and when they do that camera angle behind him, like there's nobody there that's open, <laughs> you know, and yet he throws the receiver open. It's just his, his, you know, his accuracy is so good. 
and his decision-making is even better. He doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't make mistakes with the ball. His balls don't get tipped up in the air. Mac Jones' ball got tipped. Like there's a, He's very good at understanding the level of an arm that he has to throw the ball so it doesn't get tipped. That, that's, that's just the nuances of understanding the game, and he gets them in the right play all the time. And that's why I think if you're, if you're Matt LaFleur, you better understand that you can't leave your defense out there. You always need to have a two-score two lead. Like, we can't take the foot off the gas. we got to keep going. And in the last two weeks, he has done that. Two first downs in the fourth quarter. You can't do that. you got Aaron Rodgers. Let him go. Let, him, let it rip. He has 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. He has 23 touchdowns and one interception over the last eight weeks. Two, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven. Nine weeks. 23 and one over nine weeks. He doesn't make mistakes. You know, the funniest part is they showed that because he passed uh, your boy Brett Favre uh, as far as touchdown passes. Yeah. So they showed the numbers, <laughs> the difference in picks. Aaron Rodgers is on a whole nother level as far as quarterback is in, in, in all due respect to Brett Favre, but the difference in picks is hundreds. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. I mean, just for example, like I'm watching Seattle play Chicago yesterday, and Seattle's in the four-minute drive. They're trying to take time off the clock, yet they're snapping the ball with 14 seconds on the play clock. You know, meanwhile, mm. when you watch Rodgers, he snaps it with one second. He snaps it with a half like a he second. Just takes the, <laughs> yeah, like he just knows how to run the game. He controls the game. The fact that he's not the MVP in the league, I mean, you know, like if I said to you, if I said to you, uh, Patrick, you know, the Green Bay defense, where do they rank on third down in Green Bay? Where does Green Bay rank in the red zone? They, where would you, what would you, middle, where do you think they are? are on third down defense. Are they middle of the pack? No. No. 29th in third down defense. Oh, my defense. goodness. 31st, 31st in red zone defense. This is my point. You can't give coach of the year to LaFleur when the defense is this bad. Well, you can say, well, they have a lot of injuries. Okay, they do. The reason they're so good is because 12 is so good. He compensates for all of it. They have the worst kicking game in all of football. The worst. And this is going to be their downfall. This is going to be everything. You know, they can get home field advantage. But I'm telling you, if they don't take a different mentality in the fourth quarter of these games where they're saying, look, we're just going to keep. Because he's not going to turn the ball over. Why not put the ball in his hands? Let's get those up to Matt. See if we've got the updated numbers on MVP. It was plus 150 both ways for Rodgers and Brady yesterday when we were sitting here doing the show. But I think you're right. You got to give it to Rodgers. I mean, at this point, it'd be farcical not to. The the other. So I asked you about Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen. Did you take anything from uh, Harbaugh and Taylor when I guess Harbaugh was upset that Taylor kept on slinging it? And had a couple of words for yeah. him there as the game concluded. Well, I mean, this is you just you just up the rivalry. I mean, this is next week, next year during Cincinnati week. They're not going to forget this. They're not going to forget it. I mean, and look, it's your job to stop them. It's not it's it's not Zach Thomas's job to stop calling passes. Right. It's your job to stop them. And so uh, and so. You know, I mean, I, I think to me, it's just more fuel to the fire. Harbaugh can get all upset as he wants. But, I mean, I think the reality of it is, is he's got, you know, you've got to be able to stop him. You're not going to ask him. I mean, especially they're trying to gain some respectability. They're trying to gain some respectability. 
So we always talk about timing and how important it is in sports betting. Well, I hope you timed it yesterday and took Michael's advice and bet on Aaron Rodgers to win the MVPs plus 150. He's now a minus 190 favorite and Tom Brady's plus 650. My how things have changed in 24 hours. And we had when we were we were on that when we were on that soapbox three weeks ago. I think he was what plus four hundred. Yes, I mean he was up there, it was, right? It was four to one. You're 100 percent right. Yeah, I don't even know if it was two one, weeks. So, I think it might I mean, have been last week sitting here. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 and a lot of it is just political. I mean, that's what you know. He's the best player in the league. There's no denying it. I mean, Brady would probably vote for him. I mean, the guy does everything. He runs the team. He's compensating for a defense that can't get off the field on third down. He's compensating for a defense that if you get in the red zone, you might as well put it in the end zone. And he's compensating for the worst special teams in all of football. What more can he do? Yep, 4-1. to one. Uh, I specifically remember that number when Michael was saying, Bet Rogers MVP, now you're laying a price. When we come back, speaking of laying down, Lay down on the couch, step into my office, Michael Lombardi, with some wisdom. We continue. It is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening. 
listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Lombardi Line is a podcast. You can find it anywhere where you find your podcasts. And also, stay up to date with the free VSEN podcast. You see them all lined up in front of you. VSEN.com slash podcast for more information, whether you're looking for Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights, Josh Applebaum. We've got Hardwood Handicappers, JBT, Lombardi Line. As I mentioned, follow the money coast to coast hoops and much more. I'm asked all the time. Do you guys have podcasts? Every show is archived in podcasts. Go to vcin.com slash podcasts for more information. Lombardi line. There is a lot of, I'm just looking over out of the corner of my eye here, Michael. There is a lot, and it's interesting because he's, it's apropos. He's first up, and that's Matt Rule for stepping in my office. There's a lot of, even David Tepper came out with a vote of confidence. You saw Cam come out and said he mm-hmm. thinks Matt Rule is a great coach. The message boards are, yep. are not in support of our boy Matt Rule right now, but there, there, there seems to be a lot of confidence in the coach there in Carolina. What would you say to Matt Rule right now? I would say, look, this has been a disappointing season, and I think we need to go back and do an autopsy. Let's go back and study what we were thinking in February, March, and April, the decisions we made. Let's make sure we don't make those same mistakes again. I think we need to really reevaluate where we are as we move forward and put together the two-year plan. Defensively, we thought we would be much better, particularly over the last six, seven weeks we haven't been. So we need to fix that. We know we need to address the quarterback. That goes without saying. But we need to get to your core roots, which are we got to fix this offensive line. We can't block anybody well enough uh, to really be able to control the game. And until we can get there, we won't. And so I think that's let's go back to doing what you did at Baylor. Let's go back to doing what you did at Temple. Rebuild the lines. Rebuild offensive and defensive lines. Make sure they're stout. Get the quarterback in here and just go back and raise the bar. And I think once we set the direction of the offense, let's keep it intact. Let's, be, let's decide what we want to be moving forward right now, and we'll build a team around that. Don't lose faith in yourself because I believe you are a really good coach. You've proven you can win, and these little obstacles will just become bumps in a road. You know, what stands in the way becomes the way, and this stands in the way, and every good coach has to go through this. I mean, Bill Parcells went through it when he was the head coach of the New York Football Giants. You know, they were trying to replace him with Howard Schnellenberger. Bill Walsh was, was bad after two seasons. People were thinking he wasn't a very good coach. The time to get your system in place is now. Could I just, just to follow up, two years literally in the meat of COVID is not necessarily fair to a coach trying to take over a program that hadn't had a ton of success, right? I mean, it's two years and it's right here in the meat of COVID. I mean, and nobody, look, I've been around a lot of head coaches. Nobody has less of an ego than Matt Rule. Matt Rule wants advice. Matt Rule doesn't think he has all the answers. Matt Rule's trying to always improve himself. So for me, that, that's the quality that I think is endearing. And, and he will. And he's always been able to win. And I think the noise is just what we're part of, is it's so easy for people to make noise. You know, it's so easy for people to scream and holler. The guy's had a track record of success. He'll get it fixed. And, you know, it, it may take a little longer than we anticipated, but he'll get it fixed. You know how you can, in business, you can tell if, if, if you're valued and if, you're, if he were to be let go today, teams would be lining up, whether it's pro or college, to hire Matt Rule. That, that is, well, he, you know what I mean? The, he would have had, yeah, had the LSU job if he wanted. Oh, yeah, he could have had the USC job if he, he wanted. He could have had his pick. I mean, he could have I mean, that, that's not even, that's, that's not debatable. I mean, yeah. that's fact. That's any, any you know, industry. But, you have value. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so 
you know, the scoreboard is, is the, I think the core here is to not look at the scoreboard, not look at the one loss record. Look at what we need to do to fix this. And let's identify it. Remember, it's players, coaches, and schemes. Like, there's as much to blame here defensively. Our scheme hasn't been very good. We were dominating early in the year with our defensive front. That went away. You know, our offensive line, we need to figure out how to fix that. We need to figure out the scheme we want to run. We run outside zone, and we're a tough team. We can't be a tough team running outside zone. So we got to get those things all in line. And it might help if your running back was healthy. And that, that could change a lot of things, right? Um, okay. Well, I think we got to prepare for that too, though, Patrick. I sure. think that's all part of the conversation with Rule, too, is, look, we got to count on, on McCaffrey not being healthy. So let's stop building the offense around McCaffrey. Good point. If we have him, great. If we don't have him, then we, we're going to move on. Let's make McCaffrey fit into what we want to do, not us fit into McCaffrey, because he's disappeared on us for two years. We can't count on him. So until we change that, like we got to stop thinking we're McCaffrey's team. We're not. This is the, this is, this is the revelation of the offseason. We've got to change that. Can't, can't rely on him. This is a great job by Matt Santos. I don't know if he planned it, but Matt Rule could have had the Giants job if he wanted it. Instead, it went to Joe Judge. Joe Judge has struggled over the two years, but he got a vote of confidence over the weekend. He got blown out by Philly. What would you say to Coach Judge? I would say, look, Joe, I, I, let's just, since December 27, 2016, uh, until today, December 27, 2001, there's been 80 football games played by the New York football Giants. And the record over that, which you've played a part in, is 23 and 57. Mm. 23 and 57. You have a 28% winning percentage as an organization in the last five years, over 80 games. You've given up eight, you've scored an average of 18 points. You've given up an average of 24.8 points. You convert third downs at a 36.2 rate. You convert four, you, you, you're barely able to get off the field. So let's just put that out there. We're not very good. And so the only way, this is not going to be a remodel. This is going to have to be a teardown. And unless you're willing to tear it down, unless they're willing in the front office to allow you to tear it down, nothing's going to change. 80-game sample is a pretty good sample size. And 23 wins in those five years is not good. We won't, get, we won't even be able to get to the average. We're at four, four plus wins. Will we get to five? I doubt it. But you're going to have to change the direction. You're going to have to fix the offensive staff, which you haven't been able to do since you've been a head coach. You're going to have to fix the kicking game. You're going to have to fix the talent level. And you're going to have to change how you think. And then you're going to have to bring competition to the room because everybody knows in this building that John Mara loves Daniel Jones. And if you don't bring competition into Daniel Jones, you'll never win the locker room over because they'll think he still runs the team. And you've got to tell John Mara either you let him, you run it or he should just coach the team. Thank you, Coach Judge. Every time on the way out, he drops an F-bomb in my face. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> he can swear now. Uh, he might win the swearing Olympics, Mr. Judge. Anyway. Oh, he got it. He, he, easy, easy. <laughs> it's not even close. There's good. no second. There is no second. <laughs> he's good at it. it. It rolls off his tongue perfectly. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, next in, uh, a lifer. And I think probably one of the most well-respected defensive minds ever. But as a head coach, what would you say, uh, Vic Fangio? 
Vic, I feel bad for you. I really do. You never really got a chance to be a head coach. They only hired you to be the defense coordinator, and they kind of managed everything else around you. And unfortunately, between you, you know, between your first hire as as your as your offensive coordinator, and then you know Pat Shermer as your second offensive coordinator, you never been able to get the offense fixed. Mm. And you know, Rich Gananelli, the first offensive coordinator, was bad. We wanted to be the 49ers, and you couldn't. And now you're back to West Coast, and you're not very good. It's unfortunate, and you didn't have a quarterback. I mean, you know as much as anybody, Vic, that the only way you win is with a quarterback. You can't stop people well enough on defense. The rules don't allow you. But we didn't do anything to get the quarterback. When we passed one of those quarterbacks in the draft this year, you basically put your nail in your coffin. Now, you've got a corner that you love, but he's going to be playing for somebody else. Had you drafted a quarterback, you might have been able to give this team a lift. You might have been able to give this team a direction. But you chose to go the other way. And so really, and I don't know if that was your call or if it was Elway's call or if it was George Payton's call, but that's really when you look back on the year, you're sitting there at the eighth or ninth pick in the first round. You could have picked the corner. You could have picked the quarterback. And you could have had your future. And you didn't do it. And most mistakes in the National Football League are because you don't act on the quarterback position. What are you hearing about the – there's going to be some, I don't know, consternation or whatever, but the, the ownership transfer there in Denver, it's going, to, yeah. it's going to make things complicated as well, right, up and down. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, if you're going to spend $4.5 billion, don't you want to pick the coach? Yes, absolutely. You know, I mean, it, don't you want to pick the next coach? Don't you want to pick everybody? Now, Joe Ellis is running the team for the trust fund, but once that once that transfer of power is in place, you're going to want to pick your own coach. Tell you what, if Miami wins tonight, you and me will go in Habsy's uh, partnership. We'll go in. I got, I'll I'll get half. No, no, I'll take twenty five percent. You you pay seventy five percent for the Broncos. We'll go in. Hey, you know what it is? It's a great football town. Denver, they love the Broncos there. It's 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 really and it's a beautiful city. It's it's a great town. I, it's great. Football, oh, it's, it's awesome. It, it's it, awesome. They really but the, love the but Broncos. They, but the most important, but the most important position they haven't been able to fix since John Elway left. Other than Peyton, and the, and they won a Super Bowl with Peyton, you know, with Peyton, not, you know, not playing at his highest level. Benched for Brock Osweiler at one point. Peyton Manning, the year they won the Super Bowl, which is fascinating. Okay, that's stepping into my office. Tremendous stuff. Matt Rule, Joe Judge, Vic Fangio, you're welcome. That was free therapy. When we come back, Josh Applebaum's going to join us right here on the Lombardi line. Again, you can find Michael on Twitter, MLombardiNFL. We are at VEASAN Live. And if you missed anything, every time we do one of these reads, you just go to VEASAN.com for all the information. Make sure you check out the VEASAN Daily Newsletter as well. You just put your email address in. It's completely free. We're coming back with Josh next here. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VEASAN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, go to VEASAN.com. Check out the betting splits. It's a new feature. It's very, very, very important. It gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for each game. You're going to be able to see what the public's doing, what they're betting based on the number of tickets. You know, there's a difference between tickets and handle. It's distinctive. So make sure you check it out. Data is available for money line over under and against the spread bets. Betting splits are now available. VSIN.com. Check it out. Lombardi line presented by BetMGM here 
on a Monday, the 27th, as we head into the new year. I'm Patrick Maher. He's Michael Lombardi. We welcome in uh, our buddy Josh Applebaum. Market Insights is the podcast, beeson.com slash podcast, betting across America with Pritch. And we say hi, Josh. How you doing? Mer Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Patrick, Michael, great to be with you guys. And kind of looking back toward yesterday before we get into this Miami Dolphins and Saints game, uh, it was a big public day. So if you'll get favorites, 7-3 and three ATS, 8-4 and four straight up, overs 9-3. and three. So you kind of look at it and say, as a contrarian better, hey, great day for the public. But I think if you're a contrarian-minded better like myself, you can kind of tweak late in the season and really lean on teasers. And I'll give you an example. Like, even though it was a big favorite in overs weekend, which, you know, much to the chagrin of a lot of these uh, sports books, Looking at teaser opportunities, so Green Bay against the Browns, they don't cover that seven and a half. But what if you tease them down to one and a half, you cover that number. Same thing with the Atlanta Falcons; they only win by four against Detroit. Patrick, who your Detroit Lions could cover, cover machine, cover <laughs> machine, cover machine. <laughs> but Patrick, exactly seven and a half. You tease down Atlanta to one and a half, you cover that number. Also looking at late moves, guys. You know, two big late moves were uh, to the Jets. You know, they were kind of early in the week, up to minus three. They got down to uh, almost around a pick'em here with Robert Salah being out for COVID. But then late movement, we saw the Jets tick back up. You know, to two. So again, that was a late move that came through for you. Also, the Patriots game against the Bills. You know, that was kind of a, a Patriots, you know, two, two and a half all week. And then really on game day, you saw that thing crash down all the way down to a pick'em. So my whole thing, guys, I think if you're looking for some tea leaves here, it's that favorites and overs had a good day. But if you dug deeper and leaned on some teasers, contrarian better still were able to make a little bit of a profit. Yeah, and we're at that time of year, Michael, where you're seeing just huge numbers so again as we get later in the season there's teams oftentimes in a matchup that has something to play for everything to play for and teams that simply don't so as michael mentioned a little bit earlier josh we were discussing some of these big numbers i mean you're seeing 15 uh, 15 and a half 16 numbers so it's starting to get uh, what was the biggest one on the and michael you mentioned it you said it in passing, but the Chargers yesterday, the worst loss, they ended up closing 13. Yeah. That was the biggest spread, so that's a terrible loss for them. Uh, what, and, and that was where the number was moved from 10.5 to 13. I mean, that moved all the way there. You know, and it closed. That was a popular Sunday play, and, and they got beat. So, you know, I mean, that money moves back and forth. I think we saw it, uh, you, you know, in that game particularly. That looked like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be an easy win for them. The money's moving. The line went up. And, yep. and really, the, how about the Washington game? I mean, we talk about a line that moved. I mean, that game opened up. I think Dallas was 10 and a half, 11, and it went down to 9. It was down to 9. You know, there was money coming in on Washington. And so, you know, I just think to me it's so hard with this COVID to really handicap this movement. And, and with all the things that happen, it's, it's, it's very – Denver was another one. I mean, that game flipped. That game was a pick on flip, went to Denver. You know, it's just – it's hard to keep track. Well, the best illustration, Josh, is – tonight so you could have got Miami <laughs> catching three that's the best of it and then as Will Hill got him at a pick em, that's pretty good and now the Dolphins are laying three so we've seen a huge swing no surprise Ian Book under center his first start uh, but we do see some three and a halfs popping up as well Josh you're exactly right, Patrick. And this is a test case and a perfect example of why when we're dealing with this COVID, you got to wait until late in the week to bet these games. So, for example, let's say you laid an early three with the Saints. You're feeling terrible right now. Now they're getting three. Obviously, if you were, you know, uh, had a, a good break your way and you got the Dolphins at three, you're feeling great right now. But, guys, this reminds me a lot of that Raiders-Cleveland game. Uh, was it last week or the week before? Mm -hmm. Where, obviously, the Saints were kind of in that, that brown spot and the Dolphins are kind of in that Raiders spot. The big thing here is, obviously, the line move to the Dolphins. This line opened Saints-Lane 
laying three. It's now flipped all the way to Dolphins minus three. It looks like it may get to three and a half, and I think there has been a little buyback anytime the hook's been out there. Uh, and again, with Ian Book now starting in 21 players on the COVID list uh, with, uh, with the Saints here, there has been a little buyback on the three and a half, bringing it down to three. So I think if you're if you want to put on that hazmat suit and you want to buy low on the Saints, again with all this COVID stuff, you're looking for the hook here, guys. But you're looking across the market, 69% uh, of bets, 67% of money are on the Dolphins here. You also look at uh, the under. We could have a really low-scoring game here. It open at 39, a really low total that we're we really don't see too many 39s anymore. But it's now all the way down to 37 and a half. And you're getting 42% of bets, but 76% of money on the under. So kind of looking at this lower scoring game here. But guys, both teams seven and seven, big game for both clubs. I'm going to kind of do the same thing I did in that Raiders game when the Browns got COVID. I'm going to money line the Dolphins. I know you're not getting the best of it, uh, but I think your angle here would be if you're laying minus 165, you're betting on a team that's one six straight and is playing great, has a big line move in their favor. And I don't want to lay a three and have them win by three and push or God forbid, lay a three and a half and, you know, they win by three and you lose. To me, this is one of those plays where because of COVID, I want to be on that healthier team that's playing better, bet against that COVID team. I'm looking Dolphins money line minus 165. What could you point to directly, Michael, for this turnaround as far as the Dolphins are concerned? It's really a, a tale of two seasons for this Dolphins team. Well, I think it's been their defense. I think their defense and their ability offensively to uh, to kind of play into their strengths. They've got guys that can run with the football after the catch and their ability to turn the ball over. They turned the ball over four times against Houston, two times against Baltimore, three times against Carolina. I mean, that's been the key. And in those periods, you know, they've only turned the ball over. Other than the Houston game where we had five turnovers, they've only turned the ball over five, five times. They turned it over three times against the Jets, and they were fortunate. You know, they were fortunate in that game, two interceptions and a fumble. But for the most part, I think their defense, look, last week they gave up 228 yards. The week before against the Giants, 250. Carolina, 198. I mean, Baltimore only got 304. Houston, 272. Their defense has played a lot better. When we go back, I mean, remember the Raiders put 497 on them. You know, they lost in overtime that game. The Colts put 350 on them. You know, the Bucks were at, four, were at 558 on them. So we're seeing that their defense has really stepped up and played much better, and they've been able to play good. In the, they're the seventh-best red zone defense in football. They're the fifth-best red zone offense in football. And tonight... That opening drive, I don't know what the line is for the first half, but one thing Miami has done a very good job of all year is their opening drives and their first and coming out at halftime. They're very good at scoring when they get the ball to start. Their game plans are very good. Now, they, they have a hard time adjusting them out, but they're very good in that area. Okay, you can generally, it's not the case anymore as it used to be, but you can generally cut the full game number. But you see the first half number, you ask, and Matt Santos delivers two and a half on the Dolphins in the first half there. It's just, Josh, we'll go to you on this. It's just so different. Um, the, the first half, the first quarters, the full games, it's being treated differently as well with the COVID situations. It really is. And again, if you're looking to target Miami, maybe getting off to a quick start. And again, what are we going to get out of Ian Book? First NFL start, obviously did some great things at Notre Dame, but this is a tough spot for him uh, being thrown into his first action here. And if you think Miami can be up, you know, three or more, you know, looking at at halftime here, you know, minus two, minus two, uh, minus two or minus two and a half could be look, uh, you know, a worth a look there. 18 and a half total to the under really juiced up minus 120. So maybe it's this, you know, 10-3 at halftime sort of thing. Really, the books are telling you this could be a low scoring game. One look ahead. You wanted to t check on Michael with, I believe it's next Monday, and that's Cleveland at Pittsburgh, Josh. 
Yeah, I just wanted to get Michael's thoughts on this. And again, it's a kind of a fool's errand to be betting these games too early. You know, what if one of these teams gets COVID, the line flies the other way. You got to, you know, have that in the back of your head. But Michael, I was looking at maybe a buy low spot on Pittsburgh. I know they've struggled. You just get blown out there by the Chiefs. But you're at home on Monday night. This is a team that you beat early in the year, 15 to 10 against Cleveland. And a lot of these books, the look at was, you know, very short favorite Steelers laying a point, one and a half. It's completely flipped now to Browns minus three because the perception of the Steelers is that this is a sinking ship here. But Michael, I'd look to maybe buy low on, on Steelers plus three. You look at Mike Tomlin as a dog, 65% ATS in his career. This would be a divisional dog angle, divisional dog low total. And you're looking at dogs off a blowout. You lose by 20 or more next week. You come back and cover 58% of the time. So I know it's early, Michael, but would you lean either way in that divisional matchup? Well, I think the one thing that's going to be clear, this will be Ben Roethlisberger's last game in Heinz Field. And that'll mean something. That'll mean something to everybody there. And everybody knows it's his last game. And they were just embarrassed. And, you know, they were able to beat they were able to beat Tennessee in an ugly game. They got four turnovers. So they're going to bounce back and play better. And look, one thing about Cleveland, Cleveland will turn the ball over. And Cleveland's not a high-powered offense. So, you know, they can play Cleveland. I mean, they beat them 15-10 to 10 in, in week eight of the season. So the fact that it's Big Ben's last game. And we'll lead up into that conversation. I think you'll get the Steelers' best punch. Then they travel to Baltimore at the end of the year. That's a great point. Motivation, all-time high for a guy that started, what, 17 years for one program? Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, okay, Josh, so just to reassess, you're going to go money line tonight. Yeah, I'm going to go money line again. Reminds me a lot of that Raiders spot. In that Raiders game, you needed a really important field goal there at the end to cash it. I think if you want to buy low and you do have some good contrarian primetime dog stuff, if you want to get the Saints, I would wait it out. I think as the public you know, kind of jumps on all this COVID news with the Saints, maybe that line goes further to the Dolphins. Three and a half in the hook. That's the only way I'd play the Saints here. Betting the Saints with Ian Book is is, is blindly... You're bet, you know what you're, bet, you're betting? You're, you're betting on that defense and what Allen's... I mean... That's it's been. A, I mean, a, he shut out Brady, you know. Yeah, that's true. They shut out Brady, but they know Brady. They know how Brady plays. This will be a different game. Oh, well put. Okay, we'll get Michael's lean next. Josh, great job. Beeson.com slash podcast for the pod and Thanks, betting across Josh. America. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Appreciate guys. it. Okay. When we come back, we'll officially get Michael's lean on Monday nights. So we close out week 16 here at Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes 
that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, we always say it's the lock of the year with the $10 to win 200 at BetMGM. So it's Miami, New Orleans. Either team scores a touchdown tonight, you're going to get 200 bucks in free bets. Is it the lock of the year? Yeah, it is. VSIN 200, bonus code VSIN 200, all kidding aside. That is free money. So go check it out if you're a new better at BetMGM. Please gamble responsibly if you have a gambling problem. It's 1-800-GAMBLER. Although, Michael, you know. It, we we never thought, and our my friend Jason had the bet. No touchdown scored, and what was it? Tampa and New Orleans. No touchdown <laughs> yeah, scored there. Bet. So that that was wild. Who, by the way, just went to Santa Anita yesterday and won another eight thousand dollars. I don't know what he's doing, but God bless him. Did you keep uh, doing it? Whatever yeah, he's keep doing, do- keep doing it. And. I woke up to a Venmo uh, from him. So shout to Jason. All kidding aside, he just he's being benevolent. Uh, speaking of which, did how did it how did Christmas turn out for the king? Did he get his throne, Mr. Dominic? Was he did it turn? He out got okay? everything he needed. Oh, he's in great shape. Oh yeah, he's in great shape. He didn't get the win versus Buffalo, but you know you know have to bang back and see if he can get one against Jacksonville this week. But no, I mean he did pretty. I mean I, I would say he did better than good. He got a goalpost and he's kicking kicks better than Matt, than Matt Prather is kicking kicks. So that's good. He's down there in the basement banging them through the goalpost. So we're doing good. Yeah. You know at least he can get it through there. You know. And his Cardinals. So he's, he's he's dealing with the uh, the spiral of his Cardinals. Okay? Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, the, he's. I think so. Yeah, I mean, maybe I he's come off them since they're not the undefeated Cardinals. anymore, though, right? He's come off them a little. Well, bit. I, he still calls them the undefeated Cardinals, so that, I mean, we'll keep it that way for a while. <laughs> if you say it enough, you'll start to believe it. Uh, Kingsbury would yeah, like to believe no that. There's a hundred percent. Before we get to tonight's lean, Michael, uh, Matt pointed out two games that we should touch on quickly, just on the look ahead, and the first one is Cincinnati. So this is huge, right? Kansas City and Cincinnati. Kansas City on the road and since he opened four has been bet up to five. So, again, they've yeah. clinched. Uh, Cincinnati still a little work to do, although they're going to make the postseason. Um, any early thoughts on that? It's four and a half, five here. I, I like Kansas City a lot here. I think Kansas City, as I said yesterday, has raised their level of play. And defensively, they will be a problem. You put Frank Clark, Chris Jones, you know, uh, Melvin Ingram, you put the guys that rush against this team on the, against Cincinnati, and Burrow is not going to throw for what he did yesterday. It's going to be a real problem. It's going to be a physical game. And I'm not sure Cincinnati can respond to the physicality that's needed in the game. And I think that will be a problem. And then when you watch yesterday's game, even though it got out of hand, Josh Johnson moved the ball. I mean, Josh Johnson moved the ball. And you can move the ball on this Cincinnati team. And playing in Cincinnati isn't exactly the hardest place to play. So, I mean, this is a great – we get a playoff game here. I mean, we have another playoff game over the weekend too. I think, you know, the line hasn't really been set, but the Miami-Tennessee game is going to be a fascinating game. 
It, it Fascinating. is. I mean, it opened up Tennessee at three and a half. I mean, there it is. You know, I don't know if it'll move off a of three and a half. I think it'll come back to Tennessee. Tennessee will get rested. A lot of a lot of predicate what happens tonight, certainly. But to me, there's another playoff game we got right there. So, you know, for the NFL, it's I, you know, yesterday there wasn't a lot of great games, but there are some really intriguing games. I mean, Las Vegas coming back to Indianapolis is Waller play. If they can run the ball, how hurt are the Colts? I think those are certainly questions that need the week to answer. And there will be motivation with Kansas City headed to Cincy because they can they can essentially wrap up home field throughout the postseason with a win and a couple other scenarios. But they listen, the win matters. Kansas City's rolling. It's all it's interesting. It, they they've they've started this win streak in the latter half of the season. So it's almost like you don't want to pull off the gas. Reed likes what's gelling here, right? Well, yeah, and I mean, he obviously he's got to get his team healthy, too, so he'll do that. He does a good job with that, understanding the balance. And the one thing I think that's been different with this team is typically we've always questioned their de- their defense started to play better later in the year. But this defense since the second half of the Washington game on this win streak has been sensational. And in the last four weeks, in the last four weeks, they've created 13 turnovers. 13 in the last four weeks. I mean, it's really, they, they have been opportunistic. They've done, they've done everything. And they've, they've been able to control the scoring. I mean, the Chargers scored 28 on them. But remember, Chris Jones wasn't playing. But other than that, other than that 28, if you go back to the second half of the Washington game where they gave up no points, other than the Tennessee game, which scored 27 in the first half, this team has been below 10. This defense is playing championship-level defense, and I don't think it gets enough credit. It really, I think, I know people say they're playing better, but they are really at a high, high level defensively. There, there are, I wanted to follow up on that because there are times throughout a season where a defense or an offensive unit improves, and then you look at the metrics, you look at the numbers, and you can kind of see the delineation. What is fascinating about Kansas City is visually, just as a football fan, you can see a better defense. They're faster. They're more organized. There's, there's more, like, how does that happen? Spagnolo got this defense looking completely different than what they were in the beginning of the year. Well, I think he's just cut down on trying to do too much. You know, it's like, you, you know, it's like I say all the time, you know, you, you, you go to a diner, you can't, they can't cook everything good at a diner. So you're going to get a bad meal. You got to order the hamburger, right? But if you go to a great restaurant, they only cook four things. Well, he's now trying just to cook four things. He's not trying to do everything. And they're not making mental mistakes, you know, and they're able to play physical up front. Jarrett Reed inside with Chris, T, with Chris Jones to go along with some of the rushers they have. And these corners, you know, they don't have big names, but they cover really well. And they're not blowing the coverage, which I think is critical. And they're playing a more compliment. Look, the Chiefs are really good in the kicking game. You know, they are very good. Dave Taub does a great job in the kicking game. So they're always going to be strong there. Defensively, they're strong. Now, the Pittsburgh ran for buck 30 on them, and the Chargers ran the ball effectively, so they, their run defense hasn't been as good of the last two weeks. But for the most part, they, they have been able to make plays and turn the ball over. I mean, Denver ran the ball effectively, but Denver committed three turnovers. I mean, Denver had a chance to win that game. It's 22 to 9. You know, the, the, the Sorensen interception kind of turned that game around. But I, I think to me, they're playing the best complimentary football. And yesterday, they took their game to another level. And if Josh Allen took, takes his game to another level, that could be the conference championship game, unless the Colts or the Patriots start to, you know, the Colts particularly. But that level that the Colt, that level yesterday that the, that the Chiefs played and the Bills played is at a supreme conference championship level play. 
As, as an aside, just uh, feel good during the holidays. How about Tyron Matthew, who has been so consistent for the Chiefs since he got there? And he, that's a young man that went through a lot from college to his first couple of years in the pros, completely turned his life around and has become just one of the better safeties in all of football and a pro bowler. Yeah, and I think you said it best, turn his life around. I mean, he couldn't, you know, he, at LSU, he couldn't stay on the field. He was, you know, always getting, uh, you know, suspended for marijuana use, synthetic marijuana, all those things that happened. And, and he changed his life. And football became more important than anything else. And it was part of, it was part of his growing up, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll, I remember interviewing him at the Combine. He talked about it openly. You know, it's just part of was part of his, his culture. And, and he was able to get get that, handle that. And he's really matured. He was a corner. You know, he was at one time a great return guy, too. He was a great return guy at LSU. Yeah. And, you know, he played and he's got, you know, he has what, 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 what some people don't often look at enough of, especially on defensive back. He had instincts. He has instincts. I mean, the one thing I think we overlook with defensive backs is we think they're the best athletes. No, but like with Diggs. And with math out, they have great instincts. They know where the ball is, and they get great jump on it. So the 40 time doesn't really preclude itself to really making a statement. Do you remember an interview? I was just thinking Ed Reed for some reason. He always seemed more mature. Do you, re- do you remember an interview that, if I just say an interview that stands out to you throughout your career where you were just super impressed? by? remember, these are basically young men kids. Is there one that stands out where you were I mean, blown I- away? Ray Lewis blew me away. Hmm. I mean, I, my, and, and you know, I, we got fired two weeks later, uh, Belichick and I. But I mean, he went through the whole entire game against Oklahoma, against Nebraska when they played Lawrence Phillips, and he told me every call, he told me everything everybody was doing. <laughs> I mean, he was just he was magnetic. I mean, you could just whoa. This is a two-time state heavyweight champion wrestler, light heavyweight champion wrestler in Florida. People forget about this with Ray Lewis. You're talking about why he was so great. His balance was unique. He was a state light heavyweight champion two years in a row. Would have won a three. He got disqualified because the guy he threw the guy off the mat. No kidding. I remember, still remember yeah. getting a cover of SI, Miami. They're like, this guy might be good. Yeah, you think? He's one of the greatest of all time. Okay. I, got- I can remember Jim Schwartz calling me in his office and saying, you got to watch this guy. Yeah. And literally, we put a, I sat down in his office. He's like, this, is the, this guy's unbelievable. And we started watching him, and then, you know, and that's how it went from there. Is that my Jim Schwartz from Georgetown by way of the Detroit Lions, yeah. that same guy? Yeah. I'm yep, surprised he hasn't yeah, gotten another guy. shot, Michael. I Honestly, I am. He's in Tennessee helping them. I, I think he's happy in Tennessee, living there, doing all that, you know, enjoying his – he loves Tennessee, loves Nashville, and he's helping out the coaches to have. He's perfect. Now, I don't know – look, more books are popping three and a half, but I can still give you a three tonight and that total of 37 and a half. Do you have a lean either way? I, I, I'm leaning Miami. I mean, I think to me it's 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 the only way you can lean. You're dealing with a lot of unknown with the Saints. They're not explosive offensively, and I think this Miami defense will pressure got, will pressure booking to make it some mistakes. All right. Remember, volume down. Log off of Twitter. The two the Tua propaganda yeah. machine. Oh, the gonna... love affair. <laughs> it's going to start early too. The worldwide leader will be promoting it like, oh my God, they'll be all Dick Vitale all over it. I've already seen sit down interviews up in the corner that will play tonight. So enjoy those. Enjoy the day, Michael. Appreciate you. Thanks, Patrick. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, everybody behind the glass and downstairs. Odds on coming up next right here, Vsin the Sports Betting Network. At 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.